Welcome to The Silent Lotus. I'm Suditi. And I'm Suhita. We are two South Asian women who are very young and figuring out how to navigate the world. Join us on our journeys of tackling our health, self-care, and mustache hairs. A gentle reminder that we are not experts, just two young women hosting a podcast. We encourage you to seek out support from a trained health professional as needed. Welcome back to The Silent Lotus. So today we have part two of our interview with Ramita Ravi. In case you haven't heard last week's episode, check it out. Um, We interviewed, so Ramita is a dancer, a creative entrepreneur, a startup consultant. She does everything. She's incredible. And last week we interviewed her and asked her some questions about her career path and what her work life looks like right now. And she shared some incredible insights about being a creative, a business person, and how that all overlaps. And this week we are super excited to pick her brain about her self-care practices which is what we love to talk about I mean one of our favorite things to talk about here on the silent lotus and uh, Ramita's a dancer and I think we have some really exciting questions in store so Suda do you want to lead the way yeah so obviously last week we talked a lot about just the fact that you do a million things which is incredible but of course that leads to a really busy lifestyle Um, And so, of course, with a busy lifestyle comes stress management. So could you tell us a bit about how you manage the stress that comes with all the different things that you do, balancing them? And of course, outside of dance, what are your favorite ways to decompress and let that stress go? Yeah. Okay. I love this question and topic. It's my friends will definitely laugh at the fact that I'm talking about self-care because I'm notoriously really, really bad at it. Um, I... Like everyone jokes that I'm a functioning workaholic, but it's it's kind of a problem. It's it's true. Um, but I do try. The first step is admitting it. <laughs> the first step is admitting it. Um, no, I I think that the way that my life is structured, like we talked about last week, it's not a traditional nine to five. So I don't have like the same on hours and off hours that most people do. Um, so it's not really as much being a workaholic. It's just like figuring out how to find that balance within the schedule that I have. So, um, right now, you know, sometimes I will wake up really early and work. And I was talking last week about when I was auditioning and like, um, before the pandemic with, with dance stuff, sometimes I would, you know, wake up in the morning, do some work, go to an audition, go to a rehearsal, and then, um, kind of have that, that in and out structure um all day um now the pandemic has actually been like a really really lovely reset for me in a lot of ways um i have been home with my family um in pittsburgh in murraysville pennsylvania which has been really lovely just because like the pace is way slower here than it is in new york um so it's forced me to take a step back and reflect and kind of like build out some healthier practices um so in order to decompress, I've been spending a lot of time with my family. I spend a lot of time, you know, talking with friends and um, watching TV, hanging with my brother, just fun things that kind of get me out of the um, mode of work. And um, I've also been trying to find ways to like consistently stay healthy, exercise um, alongside that. So um, while I'm not running around as much, um, the nine to five structure still doesn't exist. So um, it's it's been about like just finding ways to decompress when I need to within um, the work structure that I do have. 
That makes a lot of sense. I think that's, I mean, kind of reminds me of college a little mm-hmm. bit. I don't know if, Sweet, that you'll disagree with me, but yeah, I mean, totally. college isn't a nine to five. I remember one of the hardest parts about transitioning to college was that very fact, kind of because school when you go to you know high school you start at a certain time end at a certain time by and large it stays the same with a little bit of variability and then it's kind of analogous to nine to five versus your career path the transition from school to college where schedules are all over the place you are involved with extracurricular activities someone always needs something Mm -hmm. you're kind of always running around across campus that's what I found and I found that pretty hard to adjust to so what you talked about and finding like little, little pockets of time to just like talk to a loved one or just like watch, watch a funny TV show. I've definitely done all of those things. I mean, I was when college was going as like happening normally. <laughs> yeah. um, but what about you, Suita? Yeah, I guess like this just reminded me of something we've definitely talked about in some episode before this, which is like this concept of having time that is your own to do whatever you want versus having Mm -hmm. time that technically belongs to someone else. Um, Mm -hmm. And I remember talking to Saliti the other day because she was stressed about the MCAT. And I asked her, like, (laughs) have you been at least like running and things like that because she's really into running? And she said, no, I've taken a break from that because I'm so busy with studying. And I was like, what are you doing? No. (laughs) Um, And so I think it's really important to at least like obviously like take that time to de-stress when you need to, but also like make it a habit to just have some time to yourself, whether that's like a 10-minute walk or, like, 10 minutes of stretching, meditating, whatever it is that you do. Recently, I got into yoga, which has been really great for me personally. Um, But I think it's great to make, like, that act of decompressing a habit. Um, So that's something Mm -hmm. I recommend as, like, a first basic step to self-care, if that helps Mm -hmm. at all. Totally. I totally agree. It doesn't have to take a lot of time. Um, I was just going to say, like, uh, yeah, I for me, honestly, I just, I wasn't a big TV watcher, um, in college or even high school. I just, I don't know why, but, um, I started watching a lot more TV, like in the last year or so. And even if it's like a short episode, just like laying by myself and like watching TV, like for 30 minutes has been like really rewarding, (laughs) which just sounds so dumb. It's like like, rejuvenating. Yeah. It's just like being by myself and like, just, you know, turning, turning everything else off and like doing my own thing, um, has been really like valuable. Yeah. TV is like an amazing escape. It really is. Mm-hmm. I find. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. I think you kind of touched on some of these things in your previous answer, but, um, I'm curious to know because morning routines are something and kind of evening routines are something that we've talked about on the podcast before. And so given that you don't have a traditional nine to five job and you said that you sometimes wake up early, sometimes you're working late in the evening, sometimes you're working on the weekends. Um, how does that variability in your work schedule? I mean, you know, pandemic aside, um, how did that affect the specific things that you did to start your day and to end your day? That's a great question. Um, so to be honest, um, the pandemic has helped me kind of like create more of a morning routine and evening routine. I feel like Mm -hmm. during this time, um, in the mornings I have, um, you know, for, for the first few months, especially, I was like, okay, like this is a great chance to do all of the things in relation to dance that I don't get to do as much, which is like training my body and resting my body. Um, so I was like, honestly waking up every day and either doing, um, ballet or tap, which are like two things I've been wanting to work on and just like get better at. 
So, or just like refine. I haven't like spent time on them in a while. So I was doing that every morning. I would like, would put my point shoes on and put tap shoes on and like at 9am, like go dance for 30 minutes. Um, and then I would also like practice singing, which is like, I was talking about musical theater last week. Um, I would do that every morning. So I just set aside an hour from like eight to nine to, um, dance and sing. And then I would start like my like work where I sat down and did work. Um, those specific things kind of, kind of, um, died out a little bit um as like the future of the dance industry became more and more bleak unfortunately um but no I do want to get back into them I've I've replaced that with just like like exercising even if it's for like 20 minutes or doing like one song of abs or something in the morning I try to like get my day started with something like that um and then I have also been trying to do like um challenges like monthly challenges for myself um I did like a meditation challenge in May um did another one in August where you know I was like I I want to meditate once each night and then um like journal with like two or three prompts um every night and it's like simple things um but you know I don't know like I I go through waves of them, but every time I do them, I'm like, okay, this has been really nice. And like, I like being able to see the progress of, um, how I'm feeling when I, when I like put these kinds of challenges together for myself. So, um, it's been good. It's been, it's felt nice to like have a little more of a structure. I love the concept of a 30 day challenge so much. I've, I've seen, there's somebody who I watch on YouTube. I I watch a lot of like. I not Chloe Ting actually, <laughs> although I did go through like a Chloe Ting phase in April. Like I think a lot Literally of people everyone. Did. Um, but there's there's this whole like sphere on YouTube of people that just it's a lot of men actually who make like videos about being productive and um, th- that's just their entire platform is like how do people work on themselves? How can people work on themselves and be more productive people? And that it's kind of a loose description. They'll talk about like exercise and minimalism and workflow. They'll, they'll like get nerd out about organization apps like we were talking about last week and one person that I follow his name is Matt Diavella. He did this for the entirety of 2019 I think. Every month he did a different 30 day challenge so some of the ones that are like popping out to me or like that I'm remembering are intermittent fasting he did meditation once a day he did cold showers journaling and then it kind of just it immediately that you're like what you were saying made me think of that because it's not that he continued all of those habits into 2020 some of them he liked some of them he didn't Mm -hmm. like for example he wasn't a fan of intermittent fasting um he sort of liked the cold shower thing, stuff like that. But the whole practice of like doing a 30 day challenge, it like gamifies self-care in a way that makes it really easy to form new habits. And then you can try new things. You don't have to be locked into something. So that was a side tangent. But I think that concept is cool and I want to try totally it in the agree. future. Yeah, it it tricks you into doing staying accountable for a little bit, at least. Yes. Yeah, I think it also kind of takes away the pressure of like, I need to find something that I'm going to stick to long term, which I think like I definitely just get super stressed. I'm like, I I don't know what to do. Like, I'm not good at keeping Mm -hmm. up with routines. So I might try that now. I really like that. Totally. Yeah, maybe for September. So that we're about to start college. Our first day of college college is the first of the month. That's such a good point. We could try a challenge to start on the first, like the first day of school, the first day of the month. 
It's kind of serendipitous. I feel like we Wait, should. Let's do it. This is perfect timing. Yeah. The whole podcast, all the listeners can do this challenge. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Let's do that. By our next episode, we'll come up with our idea and <laughs> we'll talk about it. It'll be there. Okay. And then everyone will share their ideas and then we'll all be doing these things together for I a love month. It. I think that sounds delightful. Self-care community. Okay. Um, <laughs> so I guess like on this topic of finding different ways to exercise and move your body, especially you were mentioning that you do try to change it up, but you always try to stay active in the morning. Um, do you have any specific forms of exercise that you enjoy in addition to dance to like move and strengthen your body? Um, And along with that, I was also curious because, so I guess, for example, for me, it's a challenge to be active in the first place because I live a very sedentary lifestyle, whereas for you, (laughs) I think it's the opposite, where you live a very active lifestyle. Um, So I'm wondering, on top of finding what kinds of forms of exercise you enjoy, how do you balance it to stay healthy and active as opposed to worn out? That's a great question. Um, To be honest... Uh, when I am like in full go mode in New York, sometimes, yeah, like exercising is, is one of the first things to fall. I, I really do like using class pass and like if I have free time during the day, um, I'll go take like a workout class and it, I like the variety, um, that it offers because like wherever I am in the city and like whatever mood I'm in, whether I want to do Pilates or, you know, uh, berries or whatever, like I can kind of find that. Um, but by and large, I love Pilates. It's been something that I've, I've been doing since I was young. In, in like um, middle school, I, I had a pretty bad back injury um, and doing Pilates was like the biggest lifesaver. Um, it, that's like how I can still dance, to be honest. Um, and so I try to do Pilates as much as possible. I feel like I'm always telling myself that I need to do it more. Um, but just stretching my back, especially um, is, is like a really big thing that I have had to focus on and that I like focusing on. Um, so stretching and strengthening and I'm very much like I focus on core and then I focus on Pilates and like lengthening. Um, I think that's just what my body likes doing. Um, so yeah. And then in terms of not getting worn out, yeah, I just, I just have to be really receptive to, my body and how I'm feeling. Um, and you know, if I have a long dance day, then I need to like make sure that I'm like icing properly or like taking care of my body physically, making sure that I'm eating the right things. I usually eat like just like protein and vegetables that my diet is like very simple, but I just, I just need like, um, you know, those basics to kind of get me through and like feel like I have enough energy. Um, so it's definitely a balancing act. And I wouldn't say that, like I said, I'm bad at self-care and I'm bad at like being healthy, unfortunately. Um, but I'm working on it. And like, I think there are definitely ways to be more intentional about it if I, if I, you know, think through it. It's also like, I mean, so I'm kind of the opposite way in terms of what you said that your body is most comfortable doing things like Pilates, things that are, I suppose I associate with like slower, more controlled movements. I'm the opposite where when I want to exercise, I wanted to like, this sounds gross. I just want to yeah. sweat. Like I love the idea of going out and doing something. And if I'm not sweaty afterwards, I feel like I haven't done anything. So I am obsessed with running, even though, I mean, I'm taking a like two week hiatus from it, but I love to run or I love the like more bare style that type of a vibe yeah. but I know Suita 
doesn't like that kind of a thing or you prefer something like yoga I'm right just lazy I don't like <laughs> running or cardio I'm, I'm really bad stamina that's all it is okay <laughs> <laughs> I mean I no, but it's interesting because I think it the I don't know I'm like more motivated to try new things even though like not that I can like take a workout class right now, but I mean, also I love class pass. I think class pass yeah. is awesome. We were talking about this when we were speaking a, a couple of days ago about, um, this is such a side tangent, but listen to the episode on how I built this with the founder of class pass for that you know yeah. her, right? Yeah. It's a really, really interesting insight into like a South Asian woman who built this business who, I mean, I suppose is like similar to us in a lot of ways. Um, she, like studied business and then then kind of create her cre- and was also a dancer and then created this business and so if um anyone is kind of interested in that you should listen to that episode just wanted to shout that yeah. out i like promo npr like it's my job um that episode is <laughs> really great podcast. um I, last week i was talking about mentors and 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 pile is definitely like one of the people I met like um, early when I went to New York and she she's really, really like such an inspiration to me and like so many other people. Um, but similarly, like she she created her business in a very like passion driven way. And it's like obviously spoken to a lot of us, um, both as like South Asian women and people who, you know, want to stay fit and stay active and like keep pursuing our passions and like live a well-rounded life. Like I think that she definitely was able to like lead the trail in both of those ways which is really cool yeah no that she's awesome um okay I have a totally different type of question for you so (laughs) so as a so you said that you have done some like theater performances and stuff but also yeah just stage performances in general pre-pandemic and so I imagine that when you're doing those performances you have to do a lot of like very intense makeup and like hair that doesn't move and the people don't know this. Most people don't know this, but I had a brief theater career <laughs> from when I was in fifth grade <laughs> to when I was in ninth grade. I made my debut in the chorus and like the ensemble of Guys and Dolls <gasps> in like a community Literally theater production. Me too. And my <laughs> I did that in middle school. That's so funny. Anyway, continue. Yeah. And my theater career peaked when I was cast as Belle in my middle school's production of Beauty and the Beast. I also was in Beauty and the Beast in middle school, but I was a knife. I was literally a knife (laughs) in the the one song. Very different, very different experiences. The contrast here is very funny to me, but okay. So I had this brief theater career. I once was an Oompa Loompa, and I think that experience in particular uh, comes to mind when I think about how tricky it was to do makeup, reapply makeup, and like crispy hair was such a thing. Um, So Ramita, in all the performances that you do with stage makeup and stage hair, what are your favorite products? And do you use any of them on like a day-to-day basis outside of you know, stage performances? Yes. Okay. I am obsessed with this question because (laughs) it's, it's just a really good one. So, um, okay. One thing I didn't realize about theater, I was like, okay, when you like do professional theater, like you don't have to do your own makeup anymore. Like people will do it for you. That is false. (laughs) That's not true. Um, so for, for TV and film, a lot of times there will be like a hair and makeup team so you you show up with like a bare face and they put makeup on you sometimes you can bring your own makeup if you have like certain foundations or products that like look good on your skin tone especially for like um 
me, like sometimes they don't have the right products to match my skin. So, so I'll bring my own makeup. Um, so TV and film, like you get pampered, they, they do it for you. They don't want you to look crazy, like on camera close up. Um, for theater, you have to do everything by yourself. And like, whether you're on Broadway or like any type of like a tour, a like regional theater, um, it's like largely by yourself. Um, and so, um, yeah, I, I did a tour of this show, um, my, my first year out. And, um, I think a big thing for, for me with makeup is like having it be able to be portable. So like I use a lot of makeup that's like long lasting, um, that, that will like show up on stage and be, be really great. Like I use NARS or makeup forever. These, these like tried and true brands that, you know, the makeup is not going to go away. It's literally just going to stay there and it's going to look good for a while. Um, so that's what I use, but I always try to find like, like makeup bags or kits or, you know, um, sizes that, that are really easy to use on the go. Um, and, and I use a lot of those same products like in my daily life too, because, um, for auditions, like I don't want to have to lug a whole bag around all day. Like I just try to fit like my makeup essentials in, in a small bag or pouch, um, so that I can do them do my makeup in the morning or like if I'm changing from one audition to the other, sometimes I have to like change the look a little bit. And so I'll just make it really easy. Um, I really like nude sticks. They're like this, um, <clears throat> basically like it's an eyeshadow, but you can also use it as a highlighter. Um, and it's, huh. it's literally just a stick and it, it goes on really easily. It looks like kind of powdery. You can mix it with different colors. So I love that cause you don't have to lug around like a, like a, eyeshadow palette or anything um and then I love live tinted which like South Asian founder again oh, um yes. and yes, yes yes she the the whole brand is like about different skin tones and like celebrating diversity yeah. um but again their products are like really great on the go they have this thing called the hue stick that you can use as lipstick um blush and eyeshadow so I love products like that where it's like one product that you can just use for like multiple purposes and yeah on a daily basis I just do like some iteration of of that um interesting yeah. I've never used live tinted products before though they're like I get Instagram ads for them all the time and I've watched the, the her name is failing Deepika, me this yeah. is embarrassing the Deepika right um I've watched some of her oh. YouTube videos before yeah I'm so yeah, sure I recognize the name them. of the woman I didn't recognize the name yes. of the brand okay yeah, I kind of watched the videos and then I stopped and then all of a sudden she had this big makeup brand and it was like blowing up or whatever. And now I really want to try them. And because Fenty has gotten really big. I but love Live Fenty. And Their I love Fenty, but I've never oh tried God. Live Tinted. Why not? It's really but, good. Um, that's very interesting. I want to try mm. the thing you mentioned that's like lipstick and blush and eyeshadow. That just sounds so convenient. It's I'm really, I'm all about the convenience. Like literally, I, I just honestly also like I've worn so little makeup during the pandemic. It's actually embarrassing. Like all of my mm -hmm. makeup is dry yep. up. Um, but yeah, I, I love stuff that's like easy to use on the go. I think that um, especially like running around New York, that that was very helpful. What about hair care and like crispy hair? Hair care. Do you have any tips for? Um, so I started using Pros recently, which is like um, oh, direct yeah. consumer. Like you, you do a little quiz about what your hair is like. Um, so I, I have really liked it. Um, 
I started using that like shampoo and conditioner and then hair care. I, I just use like, I have, I literally use like men's pomade when I need to like slick my hair down. I'm not even kidding. Like oh my God. for shows and stuff. Um, some shows you wear wigs, which like, thank God, because my hair is like a hot mess if I have to do it all the time. Um, but I'll just do like, if I have to like slick it, I literally use like men's pomade and then, um, I will use like, or like gel, um, or I'll just do like a quick, like, I'll just like curl my hair really quickly with like a curling iron and, um, go with that. Uh, my hair is like psycho sometimes and like has a mind of its own. So like, it's definitely a struggle, but I don't know. I'm, I'm like Hmm. exploring products definitely for that side. Um, whenever I think about dancer hair, all I can think about is this one, girl I think her name is like Jojo Siwa she's very famous on TikTok TikTok now I think she was on Dance Moms or something yeah with the bow like I keep seeing all these TikToks about like Like, if you grow up as a dancer because you have to put your hair in this like super tight ponytail it gives you a receding hairline um is this have you experienced this your hairline looks fine to me my (laughs) I was curious yeah okay yes so my poor mom when I was a child so think about like me I grew up in the same town as dance mom so like think about my mom oh my god a small South Asian woman with like like these mothers and like she had no idea what to do with my hair. I also like my hair is different than everyone else's. Like my hair was like down to my butt. Like, um, and yeah, we would have to put it in these like crazy buns. Like the poof was a big thing when I was a kid. So yeah, my poor mother. Oh my God. And like getting my like darn baby hairs to stay put was a process, but I just, I give her a lot of props for dealing with me at that age, like makeup, fake eyelashes, um, like hairspray, poofs, just all, all of the, the entire thing. Just, she's a champ. <laughs> wow. That's incredible. But I've never worn fake eyelashes and I'm kind of too scared to, or it maybe I have once, but somebody put them on for me for some sort of performance type of thing. Maybe during my theater career. <laughs> I can't remember. I love <laughs> I that you still remember. call it a theater career. <laughs> Listen, it, it was, it was it a was. really, it was a really formative time in, I honestly, I don't know. I mean, it, it was growing, right? It was blooming. I, I was cast as the lead in Beauty and the Beast. That really was my peak. Huge and then I moves. moved. Yes. Um, I, but then I moved across the Atlantic to Switzerland where like, it's like a very, it's like a very American high school thing to have like a production every year and to, you know, for like, like the concept of like a theater kid and like doing shows and that being like a really big thing is very American. My school didn't do that. So there was a company like a, yeah, I guess a company it's called simply theater. And it was like essentially like a studio and it was a, you could take dance classes, there, acting classes, singing classes, and then do musical theater stuff. And if you, it was some sort of arrangement where like you could take classes and then audition for shows. And so I had a lot of friends who were involved in that, but I mean, shortly after having moved, I, you know, had no idea what that was and like, wasn't necessarily like too compelled to like seek that out. And you could do theater in my school, but again, there was no like annual musical whereas my high school in the u.s they it was like a big old tradition um to do a musical every year and there's like a family that has been kind of running the show and their kid 
fun Broadway fact, the kid of the woman who was my choir director was the first little child in Waitress. Wow. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. So there, she, what's her name? Something, I forget, Kate Elefante, I think. So her mom was my choir director. It was like very intense at my school. Yeah. And then I moved across the Atlantic and that was just like not a thing. So I kept singing, but not really doing theater. So it, it was a career. <laughs> it's my, it's my long, That's so it's cool, my long rant. It's cool to think about yeah, how it like random. works in different countries too. Because yeah, like theater is a super yeah. American thing. Like Broadway is like so New York, so American. Um, yeah, yes. I never would have yes. thought about that. So Ramita has Dance Moms connections. Sneethi <laughs> has Broadway and Swiss connections. Huge moves, <laughs> huge moves, guys. Yes. I think there's like a picture of me rehearsing like it's just like because my town published it some picture of me rehearsing with like the guy who played the beast and we're like practicing our slow dance moves that's out there for the world to see i'm not going to point you in the direction of it but it's there amazing um um i think that is everything that we have for you today this was so much fun i had a great time um i loved we loved asking you all of these questions especially because i don't know I feel like we got so we had we went on some funny side tangents there. <laughs> yeah, I I but yeah. I love this self care stuff especially just because like I yeah I truly don't do it or think about it or talk about it nearly enough. I really should. Um, but it's good to it's good to talk about it. I'm so glad that you guys like focus on this pretty often. I think the more I, that you talk about like self-care and wellness, the more encouraged you are to try it yourself, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like if you say a goal out loud, you're more likely to commit to it. So hopefully this might inspire you to schedule self-care in, I guess. Schedule feels like the wrong word to use, but I think you get the idea of what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Totally, totally agree. Okay. Um, so yeah, as per usual, submit your questions on silentlotuspod.com. Um, if you have anyone else that you think, you know, we, whose brains we could pick well, I'm not speaking English. Um, let us know, uh, follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Um, we had a call to action in this episode. Oh, do a monthly challenge. Yes. Do a monthly challenge starting September 1st. Um, we will post about that on our yoga. social media. Ramitha, I hope you join yes. us on our monthly oh, challenge. Oh, definitely. I'm excited. Yes. That'd be really that exciting. That would be so fun. Um, and thank you again just so much for taking the time out to be with us today. It was so fun. I feel like I learned a lot about you that I didn't already know. And I yes. feel like I've known you for Me a while. Too. So that's really exciting. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, thanks, guys. This, this has awesome. been so fun. I'm excited to like hear more from you guys. I'm so <laughs> glad that you're doing this. I should say on here too, my dad is obsessed with this concept and he is like, this is the coolest <laughs> podcast ever. So I agree. <laughs> Adorable. You're super honored. You're super honored. Um, yeah. Thanks everyone for listening. See you guys next week. Bye. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Silent Lotus. Stay in touch with us on Instagram or Twitter at Silent Lotus Pod and submit your questions on our website at silentlotuspod.com. Your question might be featured in a future episode. We'd also love to see you leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts and perhaps share this episode with a friend. Thanks and see you next week.